Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Erin Jensen and Megan Patterson. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan Stories series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of aesthetic PA, expert injector, national trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen we are here to drop knowledge cutting out the bullshit while making you laugh along the way welcome to through thick and skin podcast my name is Megan Pattison and I'm Aaron Jensen and we are your hosts for episode number 43 yes we are in a different space recording today I know we're in it feels like an atrium or a greenhouse because we're in the corporate office which has this kind of like half window uh nice long conference table very boss baby vibes I feel like this is a precursor to our podcasting recording studio. One day. Yeah. We're still dreaming. Sean, our sound engineer, is begging for one. <laughs> he's sick of he's sick of recording on beanbags and stuff. He just he does such an awesome job. But anyways, you guys, we, we like, you know, mixing things up a bit, not just talk about ourselves and skincare products. So today we wanted to bring on a very special guest, a very important guest, a guest that if she didn't exist, we would not be here. That's right. We are talking about our very own mama, mother. Mother, a mum, Debbie Deb. Say hello, mom. Hello. <laughs> She's not British. She just watches a lot of, uh, I don't know, what's a British show that she watches? Mom watches a lot of Netflix or she has a few favorite shows that she likes to watch. Downton Abbey. Yeah, Downton Abbey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't watch it, but it sounds good. So yeah, we have our mom on the show today. A few of you guys have asked about it. We wanted to align it during Mother's Day, but it just didn't work out. And so mama is a busy gal. And she was able to take some time off or she came after work to come record with us. So, mom, first of all, do you listen to our podcast? Of course. Wait, you know what? Let me rewind. So what's your name? What's your stats? Where were you born? What's your astrology sign? Okay. Well, my name is Debbie Patterson Anderson. I was born in Corona, California. Crown town. <laughs> Corona. It was a naval hospital back then, but now it's, um, I think, a rehab hospital up on the hill. If you drive along the 15, you can see it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, born there. I'm a Pisces. Yes. What are Pisces sign? like? Dreamers. 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 Just dreamers, just dream, just little dreaming babies, just sweet. And you want to lie in a field of flowers and just dream, you know, just fishy. That's, that's what I've, what I've looked up. I like it. That Pisces are you, cool. Mom. Pisces are really cool. Mom is a true Pisces. Mom's a sweetheart. I get it from my mom. Mom, Deb, Debbie Deb is what I like to call her. <laughs> But yeah, so mom is a local gal and she is, she's both of our mothers. Mm-hmm. We thought it was so good to bring you on mom because Megan and I are very different, but we are cut from the same cloth, same mom, same dad. And we thought maybe you could give our audience a little insight on to maybe why we are so different, but still so like, so we will get to, we will get to that yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we don't even have like true, like topics to talk about. I just, it's kind of funny, like bringing our mom on the show because we talk to her all the time. So mom, don't be nervous. It's okay. Our have you podcasted before? I have, have not. This is my very first one. Yeah. I'm a virgin. But so you listen to ours. Gentle. Of course have I you, do. Have you listened to all of our episodes? I have not listened to all of them. But I'll tell you, 
I find I have found out more things about you listening to your podcast <laughs> than what you have ever told me. I'm making this my mom, her my mom will text me be like, "You got a boyfriend? What the fuck?" <laughs> She'll be like, "Wait a minute, you you lost your virginity? What?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, mama!" Or she'll be like, "Your muff patches? What?" <laughs> I have a text from you, mom, where you're like muff off the Richter. And it was just an emoji. It wasn't even the Rick, the word Richter. It was that emoji of like a, a chart going up. So, and you know, I actually shared that with my adult students. So, okay, <laughs> students. So that's right. Our mom is an instructor. She teaches in, in medicine. So uh, we'll get to that too. But yeah, mom, mama puts our podcast on blast in front of her students and so her students know about my boyfriends and or boyfriend. Um, but so what's your favorite um, podcast episode been so far? Uh, you know what? The one last week where you got hit by a car. <laughs> What's your favorite you don't one? remember that? Do you remember me calling you or do you, do you remember? I do. I do. And my thought was, what do I do? Do I fly up there? I need to fly up there. Because I was in San Francisco. Because you were in San Francisco. And we were down in Ontario and I didn't know what to do. And, and there have been several times where you have been in Vegas or Chicago and I've, something's gone wrong with you and yeah. i'm like do, what do i do do i get on a plane do i have to like, go be there when for that her? tinder dude gave me strep throat mom was like i'm on the next flat out and i'll I was be like, there i'll be there don't worry about it mom i just just and this was before doordash before you could like truly like order somebody like soup i remember ordering you chinese food and it was and trash it was, it was a like such a process like yeah. no one delivered anything but pizza so yeah i've always that's the that's yeah. probably one of the main differences i've always been kind of a lone ranger mom's always worried about me but aaron has been a kept okay, woman wait, since you, the year on. 18 do you know I, now thinking about this do you know i'm probably the only close family member that has not been in a vehicle accident motorcycle accident hit by a car that you've had to like, take you're care boring. of because you're boring i am boring well, wait a okay. minute though when you were 16 your first little fender bender we you, all have fender You were in the Land Cruiser. It was a used Land Cruiser that uh -huh. we had. And you were driving over the railroad tracks down Vineyard. And I get a call at work that you tapped a woman in the back of... Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah. And well, it wasn't like broken bones. No, 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 no. You were totally fine. But Everybody Remember when away. Michael, Megan's twin, broke his back on your 50th birthday? <laughs> yes. Okay, so let me... I think we're cut from this cloth, Mom, where we're a little bit like are you dying like that's a medicine mind frame like are you dying then you're gonna be okay yeah, so i I've, get a phone call a mom i, I talked to mom in the morning hey mom what are you doing happy birthday she's like oh i'm going to brunch at it was like the ritz or the montage in laguna and she's like oh okay i'll talk to you later and then i get a phone call like an hour later aaron your brother got a motorcycle accident he broke his back can you go check on him in Loba melinda i'm on my way to brunch right now <laughs> <laughs> mom was like i'm sorry i got things to do yes. like the i'm sorry the er doc knows how, knows how to take care of him way better than my i can i can take his x-rays but as far as like stability and a neck brace um oh. no i got crumpets to eat well i knew i i know the routine and it takes so i yeah. asked his friends can he move everything can he talk yes yes his back just really hurts Okay. And so I, when I found out that he was going to Loma Linda, they flew him to Loma Linda. They're going to have to do the CAT scan, x-rays. And by the time everybody checks that out, you know, so I had my four or five mimosas. <laughs> my Instagram was around. Mom would be like, mimosas, hashtag mimosas. <laughs> and uh, I talked to Aaron. I knew he was still doing okay. So then drove from Laguna to Loma Linda 
still on the ER. Yep. Waiting right. to- hey, that is such a good point. I mean, minus COVID, you can't wait around at all anymore. If someone is having like a surgery or a procedure or you have to take them to the ER or urgent care, just drop them off and like go get a manicure pedicure because it's going to be hours before you get to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Forever. So why why do you know that about medicine, mother? What What's your deal? What's well, your background? Let, me, in let me go back. So I was one of those. I graduated high school and I just thought, okay, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. 18. Beauty school dropout yes no no <laughs> and uh, i didn't want to be a nurse for some reason and i wanted to get into medicine i looked at what chafee college had to offer and they had an x-ray program mm-hmm. so i went up and applied of course i didn't get in my first year because i didn't have any prerequisites done or anything so the next year i applied i got in uh-huh. so i became an x-ray tech by the time i was 20 years old Wow. Mm, so smart. I have been in the field of radiology for 40 years. Wow. Dang. 40 years. And I have seen a lot of things oh, as I can't far wait as to technology. Get there. Oh, I thought you were talking about like what's well, inside other people. things too. Yes. But, <laughs> uh, but the technology is just amazing. Yeah. How we have. So tell us, so 40 years ago, what was taking an x-ray like? You'd have a dark room and you'd put a film into an x-ray cassette. Then you put the x-ray cassette under the body part you set technical factors, kilovoltage and milliamperage, and mm. uh, you shoot, well, not shoot your patient, but expose your patient to radiation. And then you'd have to go to the dark room, run your image, which took two minutes. You didn't even get to see your film for two minutes as it's running, yep. hoping that it wouldn't jam in the processor. Yeah. And uh, then it would come out. And if it was too dark, you had to go back and do another one. If it was too light, You'd have it's to go back crazy and do a one. that it was film. Like, would your would your instructors, if you like, continually fucked up film, they're like, "You're paying for this film now." No, not really. Because it was probably expensive. Right? It was. It was expensive. But uh, the thing is, though, back then film had silver, so a lot of uh, processors would reclaim the silver out of the film. So radiology departments were able to sell that silver. Mm-hmm. What? To get money. To get money. So back wow. then in the mid-70s, late seven or late 70s, silver was pretty mm. popular. And yeah. I remember that smell growing up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very distinct smell. Uh, yes. Yeah. So when did things transition over to um, electronic? When everything went digital? Yeah. Probably about the same time that we stopped using film in our cameras. If you think oh, about it. Oh, okay. How that everything goes digital. So I would say, well, it all started with CAT scan was mm-hmm. the first to go digital. Then you have MRI, you know, the, the big modalities. And then X-ray and mammography were the last modalities to become uh, filmless. I didn't even think about that. A CAT scan, like every little sliver was on a paper or on a film? Well, it was on a film. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And now it's just on the computer and mm-hmm. slice after slice. Uh, the radiologist looks at it, but I would say it probably it's been not even 15 years ago that almost everybody is digital. Mm-hmm. You might mm-hmm. find a little hospital somewhere or maybe a county jail where they take x-rays where they might have a processor. Yeah. But nowadays, everybody is digital. So what what do you love most about radiological, technological rad room? <laughs> rad tech. Rad. rad tech. Rad tech. Well, see, some people don't, they don't know what to call us. Yeah. We are technologists. Mm-hmm. And some of us, and I'm one of them, we get our panties in a wad when somebody calls us a technician. 
because a technician is somebody who comes out and fixes your refrigerator. Oh, so yeah, because I just say X-ray tech. X-ray tech is totally fine. Okay, so totally tech, tech fine. is short for technologist, not correct. Mundo, yes. Okay. So, um, but I, I've always just, it's an art. It really is an art and it more so back when you had film because you had to be accurate in your techniques mm-hmm. and we'd have all these view boxes and if your film or image was like oh, right on, you'd hang it up and <laughs> you'd like let it hang up there for a while, you let flex. everybody come look like mm-hmm. oh, that one? Oh that yeah, I just did that. And then yeah. the radiologist is like Good work, Deb. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Iron Chef, except Iron Rad Tech. Right. Who right. had the best shoot. What is the hardest view to get? Like, what's the hardest bones to x ray? I think what is the hardest is when something is really fractured bad. Like a hip or something like that? Um, not so much a hip, elbows. Oh. If, if if you really think about it, because if somebody comes in with a fractured elbow, their arm is bent up like this. Mm. Oh, it's, it's, it's tightened. It's, it's tightened. It's not to straightened out. And so we have to, every bone, you have to get two views, 90 degrees from each other. So an elbow, we put the arm straight out. And they're like, ah! And then we do, we do a return the arm at a 90 degrees. But if they're broken, you can't do that. Yeah. So then you have to start thinking about, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to align my x-ray tube up to get the perfect image so it's not distorted? And it's kind of like photography too. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't sure. want to distort your image. You want to try to make it as it actually is. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what can be the hard part yeah. when somebody's really hurting and they're hurt bad and you're trying to do the best you can. Um, well, is it a happy medium? You have to get your job done because eventually it's going to help them. Oh, but definitely. But you still are cautious about definitely. their pain. No, too. and you, you learn how to take care of your patients and whatnot. So, but let me kind of go back. So when I became an x-ray tech, uh, got married, we moved to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So went to Hawaii and worked over there at a couple hospitals. And I ended up at a hospital called Kapiolani Women's and Children's Medical Center yep. in Honolulu. And then that's when uh, Aaron was born. Mm-hmm. And then the twins came along about two and a half years later. That's and then, me and my brother. You and the brother. And Megan was a problem from the get-go. <laughs> no, that is not true. No, You're no, just saying that this for is, the podcast. No, no. This, is, this was the sign that you were going to be a problem. <laughs> No problem, so, please. So, of course, I had twins. And back then, ultrasound was not as sophisticated mm-hmm. as it is now. I didn't know if you, it was two girls, two boys, whatever the case may be. But we knew the heads were both down. So I delivered Michael. Vaginally. Vaginally. They don't do that. They don't deliver that twins vaginally anymore. Twins, va- twins well, just go with because it. Because the heads were down. Okay. Oh. And heartbeats, everything was fine. So Michael comes out, and then here comes Megan. Because he was skinny. Then Megan goes. <laughs> he was six it. pounds. I was eight pounds, big girl. Megan was a little bigger. And and the, the thing, and so anyways, so Megan comes out. I think she purposely wrapped her cord around her neck. Uh, to say, wait, this is where childhood minute. trauma starts. No, it's because somebody was giving me attention. I had to share the womb. I didn't have my own birth. I didn't have my own womb. I had to share it with this skinny chicken named Michael. And I was just like, yes, I needed some more time. I'm in the womb to cook. Yes. So um, I, then I had to go to another room, have a C-section with her. That's so messed up. That's, Can you imagine? I would like, 
Oh, I'd be so I, pissed. I, I mean, I've I never had so a pissed. child, but I'm sure for like what it looks like on the movies, like giving birth vaginally. And then they're like, we're going to slice you open. Like, just pick <laughs> one. Only mess up one section of me, mm-hmm. please. So, mom, you really earned your mother's days growing like, up. It, I did it. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So, so, well, so let's go back to okay. me. Okay. So, oh my God. like how, when I was, when I had the cord wrapped around my neck, it was a dangerous situation. Yes. Were you thinking, you know, if I had to give one baby up, I'd give Michael up because then I'd keep Megan since she's the heftier one. If you had to choose. Well, at the time we didn't know you were heftier and I didn't know that you were a girl. Because Whoa. again, so I, we spit out Michael and I said, okay, well, I got a boy now. So what's this one? Hmm. <laughs> so we had to do the C-section. She wasn't going to leave you in there. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, maybe she just needs to hang out a little more. So you're all cut up in Hawaii. Aaron, how did Aaron react to two new babies? Was she jealous and would put shit on us or something? Okay. No, she wouldn't. She would do things that where she wanted to get attention. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I remember the most, we had hardwood floors. And I had was messing with you guys in the bed in the bedrooms with something you and the, you and Michael, and I came out and in the living room she had flung baby powder all over, <laughs> Little all asshole. over the floors, <laughs> over the furniture, and I just sat down and started crying. I would too. I just uh, I had uh, just uh, and what she I'm do? sorry, mom. She I'm probably, sorry. She probably puffed some p- baby powder on you. <laughs> probably did. to rub in the sting. Be like, that's right. That's her style. She's like, do you feel remorseful now for not giving me attention? Whereas me, I'd be like, oh my god, mommy, what happened? Aaron's like, I hope you learned your lesson, Deborah. <laughs> Oh so in Hawaii, so how long were we in Hawaii for then? We, you were only about three months old when we moved back to Ontario, which was so unfair. Everyone else was having fun, water skiing, getting tan. Well, we did pineapple. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, us. And yeah, then it was three great. months old. We can't even eat a. We, I can't even <laughs> suck on a pineapple. I'm not old enough. I remember may, uh, feeding um, Aaron, taro root Aaron. to Aaron. <laughs> Taro root. Uh, taro root. Yeah. Because, or um, poi, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. because that's what we can babies would this. eat. So growing up, I thought I was Hawaiian. Like I would tell everyone, like, I'm Hawaiian. <laughs> it, it is it is exotic in Ontario, okay. California. And anytime you had to do like a state report, I'm like, I'm doing Hawaii because yep. it's I'm Hawaiian. And I remember we had to make like a food, like our ethnic dish. Like we are, as, I'm as white as can be. Didn't you do the like DNA test? What are we? Like half I'm, white, half white? I'm 1% Norwegian and 100% white on white on white. Like not even like a speck of Puerto Rican, like I thought. Um, maybe. I thought you wish. <laughs> I'm Irish and British and 1% Norwegian. So super duper white. After you did that test, I'm like, okay, I'm the same thing. So forget it. So I'm so white. I make poi. Do you remember making poi in like sixth grade? Yep. I bring it to the class and everyone was like, what is this? Like everyone else is like enchiladas and lumpia and I bring poi. Like who is this white girl bringing poi in? Yeah. So, but it was fun. It was, it was inter- We had to go to like a well, Hawaiian market. And, and then it was cool. the proudest thing with, with Aaron too, is that I taught her when she was one and a half to say the Hawaii state fish. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, Aaron shine. Do you remember? Humu, humu, nuku, nuku, apu, a'a. Yes. <laughs> I taught my kids that too. So did they, it's <laughs> a good party trick. It is a good party trick. So when, so what were you guys, you know, do like, like in Hawaii in the 80s, you know, what would you do? A lot of times when the weekend came, we would go out to what's called Kehi Lagoon mm-hmm. and we would water ski and sit on the little beach there. 
In and Hawaii, you don't need much. No, you don't. You just need a little, like, even mm-hmm. like a sack lunch and just a towel. And that's the beauty of Hawaii is when, because I didn't go back to Hawaii till I was 25 with you. We went back to Maui. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I had returned. And I was just like, wow, you don't need much in Hawaii. Well, didn't you say we didn't have a crib? It was like a box? Yeah. So when we went to the beach, Megan, I mean, Aaron would be in a box because I didn't have a crib. Like, like a play, pack and, crib, play, pack pack and play, play like they oh have my gosh, now. People you know? these days, they have to have eight pack and plays. <laughs> one really for do. like each in-law, one for the one yep. for each car, one yeah, for one the house. You, like push a button and it like, like opens yeah, all up. No, I, Her pack and play was a mango cardboard we, box. We did not. We did not have money. Mm-hmm. We did not have money. But you were happy. You were chilling, we right? We were happy. Yeah. We were happy. Yeah. So we decided to come back to California to buy a house. What would have happened if we had stayed if we had stayed in Hawaii? I, I wonder. wonder what that would be We'd like. We'd have accents. Mm-hmm. We'd no. Like, yeah, brah. Oh, yeah, you brah. would. You would pick Slip up on a... the local pigeon. Yep. Brah, brah. I love it. It's so charming. They're so, they're so like, I don't know, loving and... Yeah, so you moved back to the mainland. Moved back to the mainland, and um, I went, uh, I had done my training at San Antonio Hospital, so then I got a job back at San Antonio Hospital. Nice. So to kind of sum up my career part, so I worked at San Antonio Hospital, I've worked for a doctor's office, I've done uh, marketing for an MRI CT facility, I got into physician relations at San Antonio, and then I got into teaching. So I have been teaching now for about 17 years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm currently teaching. 17 years, damn. I know. I didn't even realize that. Because Time flies. You, you, we, Because uh, I remember being a kid and like going with you to uh, when you would x-ray, but... I'm 35 now, so yeah, that makes about sense mm-hmm. that you've been teaching since we've been out of high school. Remember when you broke your wrist? You Which talked time? about it. The 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 snowboarding one when you were snowboarding, yeah. and I took you in and X-rayed you. Yeah, we I can't totally do remember. that now. Oh no no oh, no! Oh my god! Yeah, mom, mom yeah. it would arrest me. Yeah, well, you can't do it. So what do you do? So what do you teach now? So I teach at Arrowhead Regional Medical Center, the county facility, mm-hmm. which Erin loved doing her uh, PA training there. Oh, you did everything. Like the stuff like they what let you were do. Like you were the ER? Doing I did my or orthopedic rotation there, my OBGYN rotation. And they're uh, like, oh, go do that pap smear. I'm like, I don't know how to do one. And they're like, <laughs> like just stick the Q-tip in and swirl it around. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> and I'm like, gross. I'm like, um, I, you go back. So with side note, Okay. <laughs> So at school, you got to learn. So you go and do your stuff and you go into this room with all these attending physicians, just like chilling there. And you're like, um, I can't find their cervix. You know, like I, I can't like, I put the speculum in, I can't find the cervix and they're like, oh, come in. They're like rooting around like, oh, it's, it's, it's posterior. We got to get deep in there. I'm like, uh, 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 oh my hurts. gosh. Just yeah, like, I'm clenching just thinking of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you got to do everything. And a county hospital, that's what, a lot of times people in school are like, oh, I want to go do my rotations at like a private office. Hell no. No private patient wants you to touch them. When you're in county, you're suturing, you're reducing bones. Your, your hands are in surgery. Like it's awesome. Yeah. They're like, what's your, so they're good. like, where do you work? Cafeteria? Cool. Go into that room. <laughs> yeah. And, and hold pressure. <laughs> So, yes, if you've never been to a county hospital, it is a different uh, population out there. And we x-ray everything from 
the inmates come there for their free medical care. Mm -hmm. uh, people that their feet are rotting because oh, they haven't uh, taken care of themselves. And uh, it's a great place to learn. It's a trauma center. But there's a hospital-based x-ray program there. So I'm the clinical coordinator, which means I oversee the students' training. And it's affiliated with Crafton Hills College. So they are able to get their degree through Crafton, get all their units and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I have them each class. I have two classes and they are 23 months long. And then you come out with your, is it an AA or a certificate? AA degree, your AA degree and certificate in radiology technology. Oh, so you, so you take, can get working. You can get working and then additional training is needed for CAT scan, MRI, mammography, mm -hmm. all the other different. Uh, What's matters. the average salary of an x-ray tech a year? A regular x-ray tech probably right now is about starting 56,000. Okay. And so who would be a good, like somebody say, who's like not sure what they want to do with their life. Like what would, who would be a good candidate for x-ray tech? What type of qualities do you need to have? Two things. Well, maybe more than two things, but I think the main thing is not being afraid to touch people and talk to people. Mm -hmm. You have to be able, people think as an x-ray tech, oh, you just push a button, you put somebody up, tell them to hold their breath and that's it. But you're comforting people. You are talking to people. People want to hear what happened to them, mm -hmm. whether it be I got in a bar fight <laughs> or, you know, I fell down the stairs or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, you're talking to them, but also loving the technology too. I mm. think because when you love the technology, how it is, it just, you just get more excited about your job mm -hmm. yeah. and you're going to produce a good quality image. Yeah. When you dork out about it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I think is it's being a people person. If you don't like to talk mm -hmm. to people, don't get into any kind of medical field. No. So let me ask yeah. you this guy yeah. as a non-medical person for people who don't like to talk to people, what job in medicine should, should they get into be a radiologist? Because they don't uh, no, have to touch the patients? No, but a radiologist still, <laughs> like I mean, a, pathologist. a radiologist still needs to, because they have interactions with yeah. some patients, but you're right. A pathologist, somebody that's just looking in at a lab, slides, yeah, a yeah. chemist down in the lab. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so like you lab work when you're when you're looking in a microscope, those yes. are good for so if you, for yes. attention for those who don't like people. Yes, yes. go yes. into pathology. Get into a lab job. You could just put your headphones in your earbuds. Exactly. And just yeah. rock it. No, it's so true. Like I had, I remember I was, I had to go to the hospital and it was I, someone you knew, but I had, I was getting um, an ultrasound because I had a miscarriage and the per, like they, they knew me because I knew you and they're not supposed to tell you what's, what they see on the scan, but they kind of gave me like a nod that I had a miscarriage. And that's like, even though they can't really say anything to comfort you, it was so much better of an interaction than the ER doctor who told me you had a miscarriage. And it's like, go eat some ice cream. I'm like, fuck off, dude. Okay. Right? But it's not what you want to hear. Yeah. And so even just like, you have to be kind with that person. They're not going to give you, the, they shouldn't give you the diagnosis, but they just like, you feel, you, they feel you and yeah, they're there for you. So I totally agree with that. So who's been your most memorable shot when you were actually taking shooting x-rays? And it doesn't have to be sad. It can be funny. No, this one is, um, this was a lady. I'll never forget her. This was back along, well, a while ago. Everybody knows what an enema is. Okay. When well, you, you stick it up your butt. What yeah, something so up when your you, butt. It's, it's like doing a cleansing or a, a, what's it called when people just, they like, like getting a flush. A flush. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. But with barium. 
What okay. happens is that barium shows up on the x-ray because it has a high atomic number and the x-rays can't penetrate it. Anyways, so it's kind of an embarrassing exam to have. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you, you put to, the barium in there? Who yeah, put, okay, yeah, the x-ray yeah. tech puts the barium so, in there. You have to do a prep also, like for a colonoscopy, mm -hmm. to where you're totally cleansed out. Yeah, so, so a prep is when you drink something and you like poop it out. Everything for like out, day, right. So she comes in, and that's where you have to talk to people. I'm going to stick this thing right here up your rectum. <laughs> but I don't, you say it kind of, you know, I'm going to insert it and this and that. I'm going to st stick this up your rec. What? <laughs> it's short for rectum. Just... <laughs> and you're going to feel this as this goes in and the doctor comes in and we do this, 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 this. So the radiologist comes in and he watches under the fluoroscope, the barium going, you know, and your colon is eight feet long. Mm. So it's got to go from the beginning or at the end to the beginning. And so when he is done, as the technologist, we have to do a lot of overheads, meaning we take a lot of x-rays with our x-ray tubes. So you're taking like seven images while they have a, a tip in their rectum. Mm. And we're having them go over on their stomach, on their back, on their side. Oh, no. Is it like a bag of barium? It's a bag it? that hangs up and then we put it anyways. Though. Okay. So I got all done. I said, I'm almost done. And I'm going to get you right up to the bathroom. And I go in. And when I when I set up the, the bathroom for them, I put the toilet seat cover you know, oh, the so paper nice. I put gas down, the ass gasket down. I have their, I have towels in case they make a mess White and this beast. and that. <laughs> so I end up doing her exam. She was very pleasant, very sweet, sweet, sweet. About four days later, the front desk calls me. I go up there. This lady sent me flowers. Oh, that's so sweet. Aww. For flipping and flopping her with For a thing up her butt. Exactly. Aww. So when that kind of stuff happens, it's like, oh my gosh. Well, you know, especially if you just, work in a hospital setting where you don't have follow-up continuity of care with patients. You don't. That is something very special. Right. It mm -hmm. was very, very special. So so yeah. what has been the weirdest thing you've seen in like somebody or foreign object wise? <laughs> So, uh, we paint the picture though. When someone comes in with a foreign object yes, in them, yes. what is like their chief complaint? How do they get to you? Well, I'll tell you this, uh, 99 point. Uh, now, you know, I'm going to say in my experience, a hundred percent of human beings that stick things in their rectum are male. Oh. That you've experienced. That I have experienced. Yeah. Okay. You will not see a female coming in saying, um, I accidentally uh, put a dildo up my rectum and I can't get it out. I slipped and fell on a on yeah. a big dildo. Yeah, no, <laughs> that happened no. to be greased up. It's the men that come in. Yeah. I've had stories from I was naked in the garage and I slipped and <laughs> fell on the socket wrench. <laughs> and I had a whole bunch of Crisco on. I don't know how it got there. My a my wife must wrench? have been playing with it. A socket Ooh. wrench. <laughs> I've seen eight balls. I've seen. <laughs> Shavy and not Coke. I mean, <laughs> regular, you know, like uh, an actual balls, billiard. billiard ball. Like, was it in a, um, okay, this is, if I was trying to be safe with it, I would put it in like a um, pantyhose so I had something to hold on to. Of see, but people, people don't know what happens is that when it gets past the, a certain point of the, no the muscle, it just. <laughs> It's like one of those um, automatic uh, pneumatic systems that the canister, yeah. yeah, the bank back in the day. But the biggest joke was this was when I was first a student. So this man came in, uh, middle aged, and he was complaining of numbness in his legs. And they were going to do an angiogram on him to see what was going on with the vascular system in his legs. They take an, a picture of his abdomen, and he has a mag light. <laughs> 
For a, people who don't know what a Maglite is, what is a Maglite? A 12-inch big flashlight. Flashlight. If you've seen the, the show Cops, exactly. Yes. If you've yes. seen the show yep. Cops, it has a big long-ass wand that they can bop people yes. with. Yeah. And the joke was he asked for a Bud Light. Oh, <laughs> maybe Sean can add the crash, the symbol crash in post production. Okay, you know what I would be? Light. I'd be like, dude, if you just told us you had a flashlight in your ass, you would have saved us ten thousand dollars in testing. Wait, on a fucking but hold brain. up, what year was this? This was back in uh, the late seventies. See, so it, was, it was wasn't just, nowadays. No. Everyone has stuff stuck now, up. Um, it's very much more fluid. <laughs> exactly. Nobody, it's, nobody bats an eye. You're yeah. like, I just got a little freaky. Right. Yeah. And then we have uh, the inmates that come over and they'll eat razor blades, <gasps> the little razor blades, anything to get into the hospital. Oh. So what to eat food or they'll eat razor blades? Just a field trip? Yeah. Yeah. To get out of the prison. Mm-hmm. That's. Um, you know wow. the orange flip-flops that they wear? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, we had well, a patient. Orange is the new black, I think, was on We it. had a patient eat <gasps> his flip-flops. Both? To, to pair, obstruct. A pair, and it obstructed his intestines, and he had to have surgery. So oh, if, for people, gosh. if you get locked up, just eat weird shit to go on a little road trip to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, get You'll get a fruit cup when you're there, yeah. ice chips. The cranberry juice is it's bomb. Crazy. It's crazy. It's uh yeah, it's surprising what people do to their bodies. So. Wow, it's exciting. So, with that, well, how'd you get it out? The maglite, dude. The butt oh, you light. gotta go to surgery. Yeah, yeah. They there's... gotta they gotta knock you out and relax Ooh. you. Yeah. Sometimes they'll try to uh, in the ER knock you out and then reach up there if they can. But if not, they've got to go to. What ER, do you What do you OR. get the grip on it with? You need something to like pinch it to pull it out, right? <laughs> Depending on what it Ooh. is, yeah. Poor oh dude. Gosh. Yeah. So wait, were you in the what? Who who did he admit it to that he had a uh, like when did somebody have to go in the room and be like, "Hey, we found." Well, they saw it on film, right? Well, yeah, yeah, we the saw the, the, the film was hanging up, and we just all went, "What?" <laughs> Who took the picture? And they're like, "The lighting, you the know dimension what? of the flash." Oh I don't want to tell. I can I? Can, I'll huh? just say Roy H. Because <laughs> oh, Roy, Roy. Roy is the homie. The thing about my mom is that she's been working with the same people for like forty years. Yeah. So all of her, all of her cronies, we we all grew up with going to their houses and their barbecues and stuff. So I know exactly who Roy H. is. Yeah. But you did work a long, long hours, long late hours with with the, being a tech. Yeah. So you like teaching now? I do, but I, I see the retirement mm-hmm. tunnel. In the near future, I'm ready to, you know, maybe part time. I'm not really sure, but yeah, I've yeah. done enough teaching, and I really, I what I love about the teaching part is getting excited about the technology and teaching it to my students. Yeah. And yeah. I have my students are anywhere from ages 22 to 42. I know I've they're, got a, they're a your wide babies. Range. Yeah. One thing I think we skipped on. So you got your certificate as an x-ray tech but then you went back and got your bachelor's degree i did How, i did and we you had three kids at the time i did i was going to laverne mm-hmm. while i had the three kids and yeah it uh was just one of those things i had to do yeah mm-hmm. uh, well what do you say to people who you know say they're too busy they have kids like how, how, how do well, you, you know what that? now they make getting a bachelor's a little easier maybe not cheaper but mm-hmm. easier um i know they have online things now with laverne I did a class every quarter, mm-hmm. but that still was one night a week that I had to go to the Holiday Inn in Ontario for the class, yeah. you know, and somebody had to watch my kids. 
while I did that. But I'll tell you, the bachelor's is the new AA. Mm-hmm. You've, it seems like if you want to move up in anything, especially in healthcare, you've got to at least have a bachelor's. Did you need your bachelor's to teach? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's kind of, you know, nearing the end of your work career. So what are you going to do once you retire with all this free time on your hands? The next chapter, I've been thinking about what my next chapter in my life is going to be. My grandson plays the drums. I've always wanted to play the drums. Maybe I'll learn how to play no, the drums. No, you are, Mom. <laughs> yes. You okay, are going to learn, gonna how, to learn how, to how to play the, the drums, drums with my there. grandson. Okay. Drum Sync Academy is an amazing drum studio in Rancho. We will get you lessons. They're still closed because COVID, but we do virtual ones. So. Right. Yeah, you could. We'll get yeah, you hooked sure. up with like Christmas. a. You want a drum kit a drum. for Christmas? Yeah, Mama. I don't hey, know. Ask my money bags right here. She'll get it for you. Hey, though, I don't think my neighbors would appreciate that. <laughs> well, or you could get like an electric drum set and rock and drum out. Pads. Oh. Drum pads. Yeah. It's, oh, there it doesn't, we go. There it doesn't go. feel as good as like being in like a big ass space, but it's better yeah. than nothing. And they can't hear you. They just hear like right. you tapping the little rubber mat. So drums are definitely in your future. Yeah, retired maybe. You know maybe some trips in the future yep who knows that i i don't know we just see what uh well how long have you been what was your first job how long have you been working for my first job i grew up in montclair Mm -hmm. my first job was at the montclair theater on holt in montclair now it's It's not not there i think no it's houses it's houses Mm -hmm. and i remember my first boss his name was mr al he was this tall i don't know if he was uh, a Czech, Czechoslovakian, Czechoslovakian, um, nice guy. He he hired me. That was my first job at sixteen, and I've been working ever since then. Yep, at sixteen, and you know, and then kind of coming back to you two about how you're so different. You know, I think when I think of Erin, I think of somebody being determined. Mm-hmm. Like she has set goals, and every time she sets a goal, she will do take the steps, even from eighth grade on. Yep. you know. She had St. Lucy's as a goal, and she got into St. Lucy's and the school she wanted to go to for PA school, and now this business. It's, I know it's amazing. What do you? So, what's your favorite part about Erin being the HBIC and CEO of her own injectable business? <laughs> what's your favorite part about her own? You know what my favorite part is? Is that she earned it. Oh, that's so sweet. I was going to say free, listen, free listen. Voluma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what Megan's favorite you know what? No, it, because a lot of, and I know you, you guys went to St. Lucie's and saw these kids that at 16, they got new Mercedes Benz yep. and BMWs. We never gave you any of that. We couldn't afford it. Yeah. So everything that you have done, you have earned. Amen. And I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. You didn't inherit this from somebody else. No. You know, so I, I, it just makes me feel so good. Well, yeah, mama, you, yeah, you, you ingrained that into us, you know, work hard. We, if we wanted something when we were younger, we had to earn money to get it. Like when I wanted my CD burner at the age of 15, I had to flip a sign on the corner to earn it. Or we both worked, you know, we worked part-time jobs. People were like, you went to, wait, you worked part-time. When did you go to school? We went to school from like seven to two thirty. Then we worked the four to nine shift. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked me like, what did you do homework? I was like. I think on lunch break. Yeah, lunch break. <laughs> or like my lunch break car. at work. Yeah, when I was mm-hmm. driving in the car or like we we just like hustled. We mm-hmm. just grinded. So, yes, you're right. It is very cool to see air. Like I, we were reflecting on that when we were driving over here, me and mom. I was like, 
I was like, wait, mom, you're going to check out the, the corporate office. Like, prepare yourself. I'm like, it's way better than that dusty little coat closet she used to be in at the <laughs> at her old place. <laughs> now she's got her empire, but it's all been earned by her. Exactly. There's no venture capitalist money. And there's yeah. no inheritance. So, but do you like getting free injectables? I do, but it's it's funny. I'm I'm not I don't call Aaron every week saying, Aaron, I need I do. Some. No. Do, <laughs> yeah, I can do tell. do because I, I maybe I'm just comfortable in my skin. Mm-hmm. I mean I have some spots here I want frozen off. She does see Nika for Jessner's probably every yes. Yeah, her and Nico, and they always got a date. Nico is my guy and I have a story to tell you about Nico. So the last couple times when he did my Jessner's peel, talking with him and And I was asking him how he liked working for the treatment. And he was just telling me how much he loved it. It's the best job he's ever had. And he loves the people he works with. And I'm laying there and I'm thinking, Nico is feeling this way because of me. (laughs) (laughs) Because... Because if it wasn't for me, you're like, if I didn't spawn Aaron and Megan, right? Nico would not have this great job. (laughs) Go ahead, mama, because you know, you, you enjoy that. You savor that moment because that is true. If it wasn't for you getting knocked up, moving to Hawaii, giving birth, making us work for our chump change, giving us hoopties and buckets to drive it in high school for Aaron to go to P and then boom, it's all the butterfly effect. So yeah, it's Nico. So Nico, thank you. He, what, no, he did not, because I was thinking that in my mind, but I know he was thinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nico, if, for people who are new to this, Nico is our master esthetician. Uh, if you want to learn about him more, we have an episode. He was our guest. He was yes. our first guest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like episode four. Nico has an amazing, I mean, we couldn't even fit his his journey in one hour because he has so much. And he's worked in a lot of places. He used to do like makeup on celebrities mm-hmm. and work on soap operas and stuff like that. And you know, he sold Avon with Aunt Dixie. Oh, Mary Kay. Oh, Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with Aunt Dixie aunt, rolls with... up. Aunt Dixie's my mama's great uh, aunt. aunt. Yeah. Our great aunt. And, and Nico, of course, is like, oh, is that Dixie? <laughs> and they like all know it. I'm like, of course they know each other. And Nico at the time was the only male selling Mary Kay, mm-hmm. which is, uh, sounds just about right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, as, as kids, I mean, how, you know, Aaron was your first kid. So like after you raised her and you were raising like me and Michael, my twin brother, what was, you know, what was like the biggest difference between Aaron and I, like in elementary, you know, she was kind of the dork, uh, science driven, science driven. Um, she got a lot of little of awards, you know, poetry awards and things like that. Um, I think you, on the other hand, were just the more emotional one. <laughs> You're not going to talk and about anything I won or anything I did just out of emotion. No, you, well, you well, won, true. you won student of the month every month. And if you didn't, you'd get upset that you didn't. That sounds right. <laughs> um, how about you talk about when she tried out for like the like mouse and Cinderella and she got the lead role at the Grove. Remember the, that? Oh yeah. 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 So I'm a thespian. Um, <laughs> <I have> a, <laughs> I'm an actor, actor. I'm an actor. Um, and I've since retired, but when I was younger, I was really drawn to the theater and I tried out at the Grove theater, which is a local theater. It's straight. It feels like Shit's Creek. If you guys watch Shit's Creek, it feels like <laughs> that type of vibe. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, like, yes, just watch Shit's Creek and you'll get my reference. But I I tried out and I wanted to be the evil stepmother. 
and they gave me the lead. I was Cinderella in Roger and Hammerstein Cinderella. And I was like, uh, I think you got this wrong. Like I'm too chubby. Like I'm not very Cinderella ish. <laughs> and they were like, Nope. And I had to squeeze myself into this little dress that didn't fit. And I was like pink and chubby and I was Cinderella and I was you the lead. Did a great job, Megan. Yeah. Great job. So yes, you were class president, like from kindergarten to senior year. Yeah. <laughs> Minus senior year, because they said you can't be president again, Megan, because you've had it too much. They created See, a rule after me. They and, and I loved, I always uh, remember when you said, mom, I'm running for class president and we would come up with your speech together. Oh yes. We would workshop my speeches. And, uh, one of them I remember is the, the kind of going by, um, What's his name? The top 10 list. With SNL. Mm-hmm. So we like, like uh, no, not SNL. Um, Letterman? Letterman. Letterman. Yes, yes. 10 reasons why you should nominate Megan for president. And the, and the reasons were like, I'm very tall, so you can <laughs> spot me in a crowd. And I smashed it. Every time I ran for president, when they would do the announcements, like, okay, like, these are the runoffs. They would say, they would say like, secretary, it's this versus this. And then they'd go up and they'd be like, president the person has gained or like has earned more than 50% of the votes. So there's no runoff. I was like, it's in the bag. I was like, I got it again. I was like, I got it again. But see, I wasn't, I wasn't homecoming queen. Uh, you know what I mean? Like there is a difference. No, you, I wasn't homecoming right. queen. I wasn't asked to dances. So I was very popular at my all girls school. I was very well liked by all my peers because they saw how funny I was and how personal I was friends with everybody. I swear to God. And there that, w- the dynamic was weird though. Like at our school, it was a tri school. So it was two all girls school and a boys school. And then the boys nominated the homecoming queen. And then there were, so, Did they? yeah. So how it works is that the girl, okay. The girls schools picked the top six and then you'd they'd send the top six names to the boys' schools, and the boys would pick the top three. Like, but it, how do they even know so who they are? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where I, I mean, yeah, the Damien boys—they didn't really, you know, they didn't really know me. They, you know, they knew all my friends. But it's fine. I've gotten over it. I've done years of EMDR, so I have gotten over the fact that I was not nominated homecoming. Uh, but what's most important? Mom doesn't know that. Yeah. Mom's like, huh? What? <laughs> no. What's most important is that I was the first employee at the treatment. Which, if it wasn't for you, Mama, Aaron wouldn't have the treatment. We wouldn't have this podcast. We wouldn't have this building. We, w- I would not have filler in my cheeks right now. So we <laughs> owe it you. all to you. It's all you, <laughs> you know. But so I was an actress, uh, an actor as a child. I was very emotional. So you know what was like what? So Aaron would win awards, but beyond that, like, was she kind of a, a square? Like, was she even fun as a child? Not maybe not as. <laughs> Looking for any dig at me right <laughs> Maybe now. Maybe not as fun as you. I was definitely you know, not. What was the best thing about me as a kid? That you wanted to be a fly girl on In Living Color. <laughs> yes. And you would wear your little shorts. You can do what you want to do <laughs> in Living Color. But I think, though, you had this talent, but you were afraid to show it. Yeah. Or get into it like you're dancing. Or playing the trumpet when you were in junior high. Yep. Or singing, like taking singing lessons. I was good at all those things. You were good, but you were too shy to get out there and show it. Well, because I was so good that I was put in the spotlight and I didn't feel comfortable right. in my body. You know, I, I physically didn't look like the other performers. You know, I was chubby. I looked like an apple, you know, like just little skinny legs and like a big belly. And so 
you know, I, like why that's not the, the role of Cinderella. That's the role of the wicked stepmother. Or, or when I was crushing it on the trumpet and they'd be like, you're going to do a solo. You need to stand up in front of everybody. So I don't have any regret in my life, but I would say if I could do it all over again, I, I wished you were like a tiger mom or is it no dragon mom? What's that type of tiger mom? mom. Tiger yeah. mom. I think so. That yeah. said, says, I don't give a I don't fuck. care if you're crying. Yeah, go. exactly. Where you like beat it into me, but you were, you, you were the type of mom that was like, cool, you know, like you were accepting and just like, if she didn't want to do it. And, and I found my musical artistic path in other ways. Yep. Um, I, I think if I continued to do trumpet, I probably would have like become a professional like musician as far as like playing the trumpet, but I probably, I wouldn't get lip filler. It would burn. It would burn all my lip filler. No. Well, that's one question I ask when I do lip flips yeah. on patients. Botox or in the mouth? If you do like singing, like I have, like I treat like radio people or opera singers, and we don't do lip flips on them because then they can't like purse their lips as much. Enunciate like P or B. Those are difficult to do. Yeah, okay. it's true. So you know, I've chosen the other path. I'm not a professional trumpet player, but I have. Uh, syringes in my lips. Well, you can still learn the trumpet. There's time. You can learn the drums. I do. And there's I a do. Band. We can have hey, a little maybe, band. Well, yeah. Megan got us a karaoke machine, so we're singing at her house it was every the, night. A karaoke machine was amazing. It was so much fun. We we were. Um, I'm not going to link it to you because I need to create like a you know some sort of um, like to know it. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. Well, is there anything you want to let our listeners know? Any sort of dirty, dark secrets? That would embarrass no, us. Oh, nothing that would <laughs> embarrass you. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what your first concert was? I was five years old. I uh, I think you're a little younger. Was I younger? Four? It was at Glen Helen. It was at Glen Helen. B fifty two. Yes. Yes. With yes. The Pretenders opening. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I was I was about it. I was like swaying like with my little like proverbial <laughs> beer juice box. Michael was sleeping. He was pissed because oh, somebody yeah. spilled a beer on him. Yeah. I was there. I was for it. I was. I like, remember that. I was grooving. Glenn we're in the lawn, right? Of yeah. course, we're on the lawn. We couldn't yeah, afford we're a up seat. On the lawn. Yeah, we were on a blanket. And then by the end, you two, you and Michael were out. Megan, I mean, Aaron was barely hanging on, and we had to drag you out of there. Go to the car. What cool parents though, taking us to see the B fifty twos, you know? And then all those camping. Yep. Um, we didn't go yeah, we didn't go to Disneyland. We just mm -mm. went camping. No, and... your dad thought it cost too much money. It, it does still cost does. too much does. money. It, and we it didn't does. have the money. So another story about you, when we would go camping, I don't know if you remember, Aaron, we went to Zion and we had Heather and, and Heidi with us, and you guys were doing the tubes down the river. Mm -hmm. And you were crying because you were scared and your dad was getting pissed at you and yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but then the, the like these like strangers saw me floating down the river crying, and they like you okay? took me in, and they're like, "This poor girl's been abandoned, and she's crying." And my dad's like, "That's my daughter. She's just dramatic." And I was like, "Oh, thank you, strangers. Thank you, kind strangers. They pushed me off into the river, and I just I couldn't." Leave. And my dad was like, "She's dramatic, so like don't even." I was scarred, but I wish it was so it was so much fun. So I do appreciate those adventures. I'm glad that you guys did send us to to disneyland because mm -hmm. i just disneyland is not my bag whatsoever i'm not into it and i, I know people want to take their kids it's kind of like a pilgrimage but fuck you can't go to disneyland for less well, than a g it's expensive and then your kids last for three hours they have a meltdown and you're like i just spent like 500 dollars on you so exactly that's what maybe you they get a little bit older a spot or if they're free under three years old as a baby <laughs> that's the only time Worth they're it. going to which disneyland. they will never remember yeah yeah <laughs>
true. Well, thank you, Debbie Deb, for gracing our podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Now yes. I hope people learn a little something about us, where we came from. Maybe you guys could decide for yourself: is Deb more like Megan, or is Deb more like Aaron? Because she is our mom. Yeah. She, we I think you parents. gave a little um, Megan or Aaron isms today, so I think we're a nice little mix. And Good. you have to tell us, listeners, who sounds like Deb. Yeah. Because people say like, "Oh, you sound like your mom." And if you could see us, we'll put up pictures so you guys can see who looks more like who. But people say all the time, "I think I look more like my dad," and Aaron looks more like Mama. Yeah, I think so. We have the same fingers. This little like point. Someone tells me that. Do you have it too? <laughs> I get my nice nails no, from no, my no. mom. I'm, I'm my... like their fingertip. It like comes to a point. No, nope. like there's a little ball on the finger. Nope. I get. Yeah. I get Debbie Deb's legs. And her long, healthy nails. Every time I get my Same. nails done, they're like, your nails are so nice and strong. I'm like, that's from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, say goodbye to our listeners, mom. Goodbye, listeners. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yes. And thank, thank me for being able to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so when you guys see her walking down the street, be like, oh, my God, it's Debbie Deb. If it wasn't for her, we would not have the treatment. Thank you, Debbie Deb. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. And make sure to follow us on Apple podcast and rate us and subscribe to us and also listen to us on spotify thank you thank you